What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Mind Over Macros podcast. As always, I'm your host, Mike Milner. In today's episode, I am going to explore the question of what is the best diet? Is there such thing as the best diet? Now, for those of you who listen to the show, you're probably thinking it depends. Here we go again. But I actually want to get into the details of this question because it is a fantastic question when you approach it from the right perspective. If you can approach this question from the right perspective, it will unlock a lot of answers for you as an individual. So yes, of course, the basic answer is it depends. What's the best diet? It depends on the person. But let's actually dig deeper so we can start to unpack that and find the best diet for each individual. I like to have practical takeaways. I don't like to just speak in, you know, general terms. I want you to have something tangible that you can walk away with. And that is the intent of pursuing this question and peeling back some of those layers. So if you find it helpful, it would mean the world to me if you could let me know about it. Number one, you can leave a five-star rating and review on iTunes. Number two, you can take a screenshot of the episode, post it to your stories, and tag me on Instagram at coach underscore Mike underscore Milner. And number three, you can simply share the episode link to a friend or family member because sharing is caring. I think we'll just wrap it up there and let you jump into the important part of the episode, which is what is the best diet ever? Enjoy the episode. All right, guys, we are here on Monday. It's five o'clock Eastern. You should already know what that means. Of course, it means that we're live in the Facebook group. It means that we're recording a podcast episode. It means that we're just continuing to do what we do, which is teach and educate and promote sustainable methods of results that last. That's it. Behavior modification. This is what we teach. This is what we do. This is what we live. It's not a quick fix. It's not some lose 20 pounds in two weeks or whatever people are promoting out there. This is about behavior modification to create sustainable results for the rest of your life. So when I ask the question, which is the title of this episode, what is the best diet? I'm sure that everybody immediately assumes that I'm just going to say it depends, which is accurate. But what does it depend on? Can we actually peel back some of the layers of this question to gain some significant insight into what we should be doing to make the process easier? Look, I, I will be fully honest. I am kind of lazy. I'm, I'm actually kind of lazy, which may surprise some people, but it's true. I would rather work smarter than harder. And if I can find a more efficient path to getting what I want, I am going to take it. I'm not simply just going to do more for the sake of doing more. So when we analyze this question, it's from the lens of how can we make this process easier and more sustainable? And yes, it should also be enjoyable. So let's throw that in there as well. Because my belief is 
if you have to give up all of the happiness and joy in your life to reach your physical goals, then it's not worth it. That is my personal belief. I tried that and it sucked and I would not go back to that ever again. The minute that my goals come at the cost of my happiness, my fulfillment is the minute that I stop pursuing that goal or at least the method, the method of pursuing that goal. If it's preventing me from being happy and fulfilled and enjoy my life, I'm going to stop. I had to learn that the hard way. This is why I want to do this episode to help you guys understand the thought process when we, when we think about the best diet. Now, I'm actually going to get down. I'm going to go into a little bit of a rabbit hole here because my belief is that the issue actually starts from the way that we've kind of butchered the definition of diet. I actually think that this is the root of a lot of issues because when I say the word diet, most people immediately assume that I'm referring to restriction. It's inherent right now. If you were to, if you were to go onto the street, wherever you live right now, if you were to walk outside and you were to find the, the, the first person that you, you walk past and you were to say, hey, I have a question. What's a diet? That person would most likely answer something along the effects of, well, a diet is something that you're on to lose weight, right? Maybe that's a, a misassumption. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm wrong. I'm always open to being wrong. But my belief is that that would be the answer. Something along the lines of like, well, it's a way of eating. <coughs> Excuse me. It's a way of eating with the intention of like losing weight or restriction. We always associate diet with restriction. That's just the way that we've been, uh, it's been ingrained in us for so long. The diet industry spends billions of dollars, billions with a B on marketing to, uh, to basically get you to associate your goals with their diet, right? So we think of diet as ways to manipulate weight, as a way to restrict. And the reality is that a diet is simply the foods that you eat and the drinks that you drink. That's it. By definition, that's it. Nowhere in that definition does it say anything about restriction. Nowhere in that definition does it say anything about weight loss. It's literally just what you eat and drink. That's your diet. So through that lens, when we ask the question of what's the best diet, it makes more sense because one of the things I love to look at, there are areas of the world called blue zones where people live longer like they live much longer in blue zones than they do anywhere else in the world. And blue zones are all over the place. Blue zones in Italy, there's blue zones in uh, California, like Okinawa, Japan, blue zones all over the world. <clears throat> if there was a single best diet, we would see consistencies across the board. <coughs> 
excuse me, I am not feeling 100% right now, so I'm going to try my best to battle through, but I just want to give you that caveat. Anyway, Blue Zones all over the world, and there is no consistency in the way that they eat. What I mean is that we can't just say, well, the Mediterranean diet is the best diet because this is the way that all Blue Zones eat. We can't say that low carb is the best diet because this is, you know, this is the best way of eating based off of people that live the longest. There's, there are no consistency. The only consistency is that they eat mostly quality foods, but the other consistencies are that they, they move, they're active, they prioritize their communities and relationships, um, and they eat quality foods. But if you look at a place like Okinawa, very high carb, pretty low fat. Whereas if you look at other blue zones, you'll see very high fat and low carb. It's all over the place when it comes to the actual nutritional approach, which means that the answer, of course, is it depends. But we've, we've been conditioned to label these different diets instead of searching for the way that allows us like like we, we focus more on the, the diet labels than we do the nutritional principles. And I say nutritional principles, it's actually more lifestyle principles because like I said, of the consistencies that we see, nutrition, food quality is just one of many. Movement, movement's not a nutritional principle, but it is a lifestyle principle and it helps these groups of people live a long life. Prioritizing community and relationships. Again, not a nutritional principle, but it is absolutely correlated with a long and healthy life. So we get so caught up in the diet label and the rules associated with that label that we lose sight of what's really important, which are the nutritional or lifestyle principles that allow you to live your best life. Now, it doesn't matter if your goal is to live to 100 or have six-pack abs or perform really well. We always want to establish these principles. This is why I talk about behavior modification over just like rules and, and restriction. And people have a hard time understanding that. Like when, when our clients are approached by like friends and family members and they're like, oh my God, you look amazing. I can't believe like everything that you've accomplished. What, what's the program? How does it work? And they try to explain it and they're like, well, you know, it's all personalized to me. And they're like, well, like, is it fasting? And they're like, no, not really. Well, is it like low carb? No. Like, well, well, what is it? Like they need this label with that comes with all of these rules and restrictions. And like, that's not how we operate. So it's always so difficult for our clients to explain it. But this is the reason why, like, Behavior modification, it's, it's hard to package that in a way that everybody understands where it's like, if I say like vegan, which would be like a way of eating, everybody understands the, you know, the parameters of that. If I say keto, everybody understands the parameters of that. If I say paleo or carnivore, everybody understands the parameters. If I say behavior modification to create sustainable results, you're like, well, what does that really mean? But this is what I'm trying to explain is that the principles that we see 
over and over again, when it comes to longevity, when it comes to looking your best, when it comes to feeling your best, being you know healthy, whatever that looks like for you, those are the principles that we need to establish. The, the healthy habits, the behavior modifications that serve you forever. That's, that's the foundation. We can't do anything without a strong foundation. So why are we so concerned with putting a label on a diet when we know definitively from research and from anecdotal evidence that just trying to place yourself in a diet box is almost guaranteeing failure? It pretty much is guaranteeing failure. So why do we get so hung up on that? Well, the first explanation is because of the way that our brains work. We love to label things. The reason that we love to label things is because our brains crave certainty. The reason our brains crave certainty is because we evolved in an environment where uncertainty was a threat to our survival. If we didn't know what was coming, our species was threatened. So certainty was a good thing. If it was predictable and known, we had a better chance of surviving. And that's why our brains work that way. So when we have labels, it provides certainty. Or I should say, when we have labels, it provides a sense of certainty because you might not actually have certainty, but you believe that you do, which is all that matters. The perception is what matters. So, you know, we label things like, like our career. So if I were to say I'm a doctor, that label carries a certain perception. If I were to say I'm a teacher, that label carries a certain perception. People, you feel like you, you start to know somebody because if you, if you meet a person and they are, you don't know anything about them, that's scary to our brains. Like, I don't know this person. So we, we start to acquire those labels. What do you do for a living? We want to know, like, I don't know, they're, are they liberal, conservative? Right? Everything we do, there's a label attached to it. And it doesn't even make sense, by the way. <laughs> it, it makes sense by, based off of our, our hardwiring, our psychology. But it doesn't make sense practically. Conservative versus liberal. I would venture to guess that there are very few people who are all conservative on all issues or very few people who are all liberal on all issues across the board. But yet we use those labels as if there's only two types of people in the world. You can't be anything else, right? Like it doesn't make sense, but it, it provides the label and the perceived certainty that comes with that. I'm just trying to explain the way that our brains work because then it starts to make sense and creates more awareness. <clears throat> so with our diets, it's no different. We label them because it makes us feel like we have some sense of certainty, like we know what's coming. I know the parameters. The problem is that when you jump into a label diet, you are jumping into a set of predefined parameters. You are legitimately placing yourself into a box. And it's very hard to grow in a box. If you're in a box, you can only grow to the walls of the box. There's no expansion there, right? And so when you jump into a label diet, 
you are jumping into their set of rules and restrictions, which may not be right for you. In fact, it's highly likely that they're not right for you. Just like it's highly unlikely that somebody is all one thing all the time on all issues, right? It would be the equivalent if I was like, all right, so you need to go find a partner in life. And here are the rules. You can only find somebody with brown hair. You can only find somebody with blue eyes. And you can only find somebody who's five feet, 10 inches tall, right? You'd be like, well, that doesn't make any sense. Why am I eliminating all of these other options that may be right for me? Great question. The exact same question that you should ask yourself when you jump into a dietary protocol. Why am I eliminating all of these options that may be right for me? So when you jump into a name diet, a labeled diet, you're doing that same thing. You're placing yourself into a tiny box. You also become very attached. We create labels because we like to belong to things. Like I said, when people ask our clients about their results and they're like, how do I get amazing results like this? Our clients don't simply say, oh, well, we do this really cool thing called like Turbo Fat Blast 3000. Everybody should do it. If we did, we'd probably be a much bigger company. Um, We're still a small business. If we named it something like that, people would probably be like, oh, I want to belong to that thing. But that would be outside of my, my moral compass. So I can't do that. But my point is that like we want to feel like we belong. So if you've ever gotten into an argument with somebody who's like pro keto or somebody who's you know vegan or all into fasting, like people who are into fasting, that's life or even like carnivore people, there's this dogmatic approach like this is the way. And if you don't do it this way, you're wrong. And again, we, we like to feel like we belong to a group. So we look for these labeled diets. We look for these things because it gives us that sense of belonging. I'm okay with being the, the weird program that people have a hard time explaining. Like our clients, they have a hard time explaining where it's like, well, actually, it's just you know personalized to me. And it doesn't even really feel like I'm dieting because I'm just living my life and I'm making progress and it's really fun. They're like, but, but what is it? And they want the name. They want the Turbo Fat Blast 3000, right? Like, oh, that sounds really cool. And then, of course, like really savvy marketers, which I'm clearly not, but really savvy marketers will then attach some like secret sauce, you know, because we eliminate carbs, we put your body into fat burning mode more often. And so you, the Turbo Fat Blast 3000 hits at its peak after 48 hours of no carbs, and then you're going to get shredded. Like, And we believe it because we want to belong. We want to feel like there's the secret weapon. Uh, my mentor, Christian Thibodeau, he, he had a great post on this topic. And he said, the people that do this, that flock to, to the labels, that flock to these named diets and become so uh, enthralled by them, it's because they want to feel like they belong to a group They want to feel like they're using a secret weapon that nobody else knows about. Um, They want to feel superior because like they're eliminating certain things, depending on the protocol, that'll vary. And they get excited about the concept, which increases their motivation. 
Like imagine our clients saying like, oh, you should come join Pop. They have this crazy thing where it's like the Turbo Fat Blast 3000. I'm just going to keep using that. Like, oh, that sounds really cool. Now all of a sudden they're excited and motivated versus the reality, which is like, yeah, you're just going to like gradually modify your behaviors. And over a long period of time, you're going to make a lot of progress, but it's, it's going to be slower than you'd like, but faster in the end than you can believe. But, but it takes commitment and, and, you know, like it's such a long explanation. There's no short, concise label to throw on there. Sustainable behavior change isn't all that exciting for most people. We have a hard time without the labels. Now, I'm not saying that labels don't have a time and a place. Labels can be super helpful. If I want to see what's inside of like my supplements, then a label is really helpful because now I can see the ingredients and I can make informed decisions based off of the label. That is more the approach that I take with POP. I don't want you to think of the label for the whole program. I want you to see the ingredients. I want you to see neurotyping. I want you to see metabolic priming. I want you to see lifestyle integration. I want you to see stress management. I want you to see healthy habits. I want you to see sustainability. I want you to see fun. I want you to see a better relationship with food. I want you to see the ingredients inside, right? Now, of course, the difference here in the analogy is that our ingredients will look different based off of the individual. So we can show a label for one person like this was this individual's label and everything that was inside the bottle. However, it might look totally different for you. And sometimes that's difficult to understand because when I talk about metabolic priming, a lot of the times people are like, well, what if I don't need to get my calories up? I'm like, well, actually metabolic priming for some people is actually a reduction in calories. And they're like, wait a minute, this doesn't make sense. You said priming the body to make sure you're eating enough. It's like, yes, we're, we're priming the body to respond to your, to like what you want to accomplish. If there's a lot of stress on your body because you're eating too much, priming might look like eating less. If you're, if you're stressing your body from eating too little, priming might be increasing. It could also have nothing to do with nutrition. Priming might be improving food quality, implementing other healthy habits like drinking more water, more recovery, not training as much. If you're overtraining, priming your body might be reducing the amount of stress through training. So you can see the challenge here with the fact that most people gravitate towards labels. And it's very difficult to label the thing that works for you. But I wanted to dig into this question because I'm hoping that you'll start to think critically about some of these concepts. What are the principles that will serve you and make you feel your best? Um, I'm going to give you a little insight into something that's, that's coming very soon. There, there's one thing that we do that I can't say I know of anybody else that does this. And we actually wanted to double down on this concept. So originally when we were doing our program, we implemented this like money back guarantee, which was like in the beginning of the program, if for whatever reason you find, you feel like it's not what you expected, 
um, you have a certain time frame to let us know, and it doesn't cost you anything. My feeling is if we can get past like that first month, we're in the clear. So I wanted to give everybody the option to be like, you know what? I'm going to take a chance. I'm going to get over my fear and I'm going to commit to myself. And the worst case scenario is that you're like, you know what? This isn't what I expected. And you get your money back. However, I felt like that wasn't strong enough. So we have something coming that is, I can't believe I'm, I'm spilling the beans already. Um, anyway, let me just break it down for you. Anybody that comes into our program from now on, the first month is what we call now the discovery month, which is where we do the neurotype assessment, metabolic priming, diet history, you know, personal preferences. We, we kind of do a whole intake. And then more importantly, in that first month, we see definitively your starting point and what your body responds to. So we get a really strong sense of what we're up against. Because I think that it's unfair to jump in without any information, right? Like just filling out a few forms without any real information to say realistically what you can achieve. I just don't think that's doable. Like if I were to fill out a form online, and somebody was like, okay, great. In six months, you can lose 20 pounds. I would be like, yeah, I don't really believe you. How would you know that without seeing how my body responds? How would you know that? You know, that's, that's pretty much what all macro calculators do. If you've ever logged into like MyFitnessPal and used their like weight predictor, you can just type in any number and be like, what do I need to eat to hit this weight goal? And they'll spit out a number and they'll tell you based off of this, You'll be there in six months if you eat 1,200 calories, right? They'll give you the numbers. It's total bullshit. They have no idea how your body's going to respond. We're not, we're not lab rats. We don't live in isolation. We live in real life. So we actually have to see what happens. Like, What happens if 1,200 calories doesn't move the needle for you? That's important information. What happens if 1,800 calories is perfect for you? Like, you understand that what I'm saying is it is so much more effective to see what's happening than to just blindly guess. So what we're doing moving forward is we're taking that first month as kind of the discovery period, and then we're setting the targets. Coaching client, after that first month, set realistic and agreed upon goals. Then the client goes through the program. At the end of the program, if said client does not achieve said goals, said client does not pay a single thing. Who else does that? Nobody. That's who. My belief is that if we can't deliver on our promise to create sustainable and realistic results, for every single individual, then we don't deserve your money. That is my belief. If you commit after that first month, that discovery period, we'll know this is what your body responds to. This is where we need to go. We set agreed upon realistic goals. And oh, by the way, if after that first month, you're like, eh, I don't really agree with my coach on the goals. Like, 
an example would be, let's say you're like, hey, all right, I really want to lose 100 pounds. And your coach is like, yeah, but actually, I think 15 pounds is more realistic for you based off of what, what we've learned. And you're like, no, I'm not okay with that. And you can't agree, then you can leave. And that's another opportunity at no risk, at no cost. You can step away after that month. And that's cool. You learned a lot. You learned that you're probably too ambitious or, or you learned more than that. But anyway, so you agree upon some goals. And then if you go through the process and you don't reach them, we give you all your money back. Every single penny. That is what we are rolling out. That is the next iteration of what is already the best program in existence. We believe so firmly that this is the most efficient path to long-term sustainability that we are literally putting our money where our mouth is. So the reason why I love this so much is because it's the ultimate truth reader. It's the ultimate truth reader. Think about it. If you are not willing to take a totally risk-free opportunity where if you don't get what you say you want, it costs you nothing. I talk a lot about asymmetrical risk to the upside. Think about the risk return, like risk reward. The risk is you don't reach your goals, but you probably learn a lot about yourself and your body and your relationship with food and some quality habits along the way, but you don't reach your goals and it costs you $0. That's your worst case scenario. Best case scenario is you accomplish everything that you set out to accomplish. You're where you want to be. It's sustainable. It's realistic because we set it together and you achieve the thing that has been eluding you for so long and you finally get that done. Think about that asymmetrical risk. The, the downside is literally zero and the upside is everything that you desire and more. If you cannot commit to an opportunity like that, it's the ultimate truth reader. Think about it. Like, what does that say about your words and your actions? It means that there's incongruence. If you can't commit to that opportunity, it's the truth reader. It means you don't really want what you say you want. If I say I want this thing and somebody offers me that thing with zero risk, it takes away all of the risk. It takes away all of your fear. It takes away all of your excuses. It is the ultimate truth reader. Now, the reason why I love things like this is because those realizations can be really powerful. Let's say you don't want to take that opportunity, but you're like, why? Why don't I want to take it? Well, now you're going to get some really powerful insight into what's truly holding you back. I don't actually want this. What do I want? What would make me happy? Now we can get somewhere. Like those, I've, I remember one of like the earliest clients that I ever worked with, Megan. And uh, I hope that you're still listening, Megan, because you were a true OG. And, um, one of the first ever clients that I worked with. And we made some amazing physical progress together. And then we got to this point where she thought she wanted more. And we started pursuing more. And things didn't work out that well. And then she lost interest. 
And then we had this honest conversation. And I'll never forget this conversation. It was like the light bulb moment. And she was like, you know what? You just gave me the keys to my own freedom. And she was like, I, I don't want what I say I want. It's like, I actually want to travel and I want to eat good food and I don't want to focus on my weight anymore. And I don't want to get leaner. And she had all this like whole epiphany. She was like, I know exactly what I need to do. It's like, I love to work out. I love to move my body and I love to feel strong and capable, but I don't care about getting leaner. She's like, you're totally right. The sacrifices at this point just aren't worth it. And that was that. She graduated from coaching. She had everything she needed to live the life that she desired. I love the truth reader because it puts you face to face with yourself. Do you really want this or not? If so, that's the opportunity. Now, I'm not opening the doors to this opportunity yet. I'm just telling you what's coming because we still have some things to iron out before we open the floodgates. But nobody else does that. And I don't know why. Actually, I do know why, but it's unfortunate because if fear is going to hold people back and all the things, you know, I don't know if this will work for me. I don't know if I'm going to commit. I don't know. Like all the, the fears, the doubts, the uncertainty. If we remove all of the risk, all the downside, that way you no longer have to have that fear of like, what if I spend the money and I don't get the result? Okay. We, we eliminated that. You know, what if this doesn't work for me? Well, we eliminated that, right? By the way, when you approach things from the perspective of nutritional principles and behavior modification, there's no such thing as this doesn't work for me. It doesn't exist because you're not in a box. If you put yourself in a box and you try like a name, a label diet, that's like your thing, right? You're like, I, I have to follow these rules and I'm putting myself in this box. I'm going to do the keto box. I'm going to do the fasting box. I'm going to do the carnivore box. I'm going to do carb backloading. These are my boxes that I'm placing myself in. If you do that, um, then yes, you can definitively say this doesn't work. If you place yourself in a box, this doesn't work for me is a valid, is a valid thing. Like it's a, it's a valid conclusion. When you focus on nutritional principles, behavior modification, when you focus on the things that work best for you, it's a constant evolution. There's no such thing as this doesn't work. Now, you might try certain things and be like, I don't feel great when I do this, so I'm not going to do this anymore. That is vastly different than placing yourself into a box and feeling married to a process. It's like you heard that you have to eat protein and carbs before you train, but then you eat protein and carbs before you train and you realize you feel like crap while you're training. Well, some people might find that they feel great doing that. Cool. Those people should keep doing it. But for you who feels like crap, you probably shouldn't do that anymore. But if you were placing yourself in a box, you might feel married to that process versus the constant evolution of finding what works best for you. So the beauty of it is that there's no longer a, this doesn't work for me. So we, we remove that 
out of the equation because it's just a matter of time until we find what does work for you. So this is the thought process of what's the best diet. It's what are the behavior changes and sustainable habits that I can implement that will allow me to live the life that I want because we need to have freedom and flexibility and, and do the things that we love, right? And, and how can I continue to do this forever? Like, what are those things that I can implement that will become lifelong habits? And now we can make decisions based off of real evidence. What is your body telling us? Looking at biofeedback, learning to listen to your body, learning to trust your body. Most of the time, it's a lack of trust. You don't trust what your body's communicating because you've been conditioned to just follow a bunch of rules. Well, I'm really, really hungry right now, but I'm supposed to be like, that's just what they say on this fasting, <laughs> this fasting fat blaster 3000 program. They just tell me I'm always going to be hungry. So it's okay. I can ignore this. No, you have to trust your body. Start to listen again. That's how we make decisions. What makes you feel your best? What does your body respond to? It's really not that complicated. Hopefully this makes sense. So I want to be the truth, the, the truth reader. I want to be the person that holds up the mirror that shows you you either are going to get what you want or it's not going to cost you anything. Or you're going to learn that you don't really want what you say you want. And that's a beautiful place to be because at least you're aware and then you can do what you want with that information. So this was my long-winded explanation of what's the best diet? The best diet is the one that allows you to live your life, that allows you to make progress towards your goals, that allows you to enjoy the process that is sustainable long-term behavior modification. If you find a program that puts up like we do, that tells you we're either going to get you to your goals or we're not going to charge you a damn thing. I would like to communicate with whoever runs that program because we are very much in alignment. This is my belief I'm not fucking around anymore. We've already had the best program for a long time and we are doubling down. I'm not fucking around. This will be rolled out soon. This will be the new way we operate. One month discovery period. At the end of one month, goal setting with your coach, agreed upon realistic goals. If you don't agree, you can walk and get your money back. At the end of the program, you either hit your goals and you're happy as can be, or you don't hit your goals and you get all your money back. You'll learn a lot. Trust me, you'll learn a lot through that process. Your worst case scenario is pretty damn good, in my opinion. We believe in what we do because we have a lot of evidence to support the efficacy behind it. Nobody else does this. Nobody else does this. And I want to claim to be the first, but I don't know if there's anybody else. I say nobody else does it that I know of. 
If somebody else does it, I would love to know who they are. And I would love to have a chat with that person because I'm sure we would get along really well. Um, anyway, hopefully some things to, to marinate on, some things to consider. You know, Try to spot some trends in your own behavior. Are you jumping from, from label to label? Guys, remember, labels aren't all bad. I want to see the label on my supplement bottle. I want to see what's in there, like how, how I picked Organifi. I found Organifi because I was reading labels. I wanted to know the best greens drink based off of the ingredients. I looked at a lot of different labels. I found Organifi. I was like, wow, they put a lot of good shit into this greens juice. And of all the other labels that I looked at, I felt like theirs was the best. No artificial crap. It was great doses. Like sometimes you'll see the dosing is, can be off on supplements. I loved what they put in their stuff and their products, not just greens, the greens juice, but all of their products, um, their green juice, their red juice, their gold juice. I'm using their, their balance now for gut health. Immunity, another great product that they have, especially now. Um, I'm just saying I haven't taken their immunity in a few days. And now I'm a little bit not, I'm I'm slightly under the weather. Probably coincidence, but I'm just saying that their, when I looked at their labels, I was blown away by the ingredients that they, so labels aren't all bad. By the way, if you want to get on the Organifi train, I highly recommend it. Highly recommend it. We have 20% off all of their products site-wide. You can go to Organifi.com slash PopFam, P-O-P-F-A-M, enter code PopFam at checkout, um, Organifi.com slash PopFam. Use code PopFam, get 20% off. Their green juice, red juice, gold juice, immunity, balance. That's all the stuff that's in my routine right now. Um, but that's how it started. It was literally just reading labels. So labels aren't all bad. However, we tend to get married to them. We tend to get attached to um, needing that level of certainty when it comes to like a diet. What, what are the parameters of this diet? What are the rules of this diet? We place ourselves in that box and that can be difficult. So it can be difficult because it doesn't leave you any room to grow. And most of the time, because of the nature of putting yourself in a box, just like I said with dating, you're not going to put yourself in, in a dating box You should not be putting yourself in a diet box. The same concept. We have to understand the principles, the behavior change that needs to happen to create the lifestyle that you want, the results that you want with the sustainability that you desire. That's it. It's really that simple. So hopefully this helps. And um, I will, of course, be releasing more information about our new structure for our coaching program, which I'm really excited about. Again, I, I just love being the, the truth mirror. I do. I don't know why I love it so much. It's like it's the best position because it really gives you the most amount of control. Like you, you have everything in your hands, all of the power you have, the control. It's from a place of empowerment. It's from a place of awareness. It's such a beautiful concept. So to be able to deliver that, I'm really excited. So I will be announcing more details. Um, but until I do, 
I'm just going to leave you with that message to marinate on. Um, the fact that you can legitimately guarantee everything that you want to be accomplished will happen. And if it doesn't, it costs you nothing, nada, zero, not even a fee, not even a transaction fee, nothing, literally nothing. Um, so that's fun. Anyway, I'm going to leave it at that. I hope that this was helpful. I hope this gave you some things to consider, some things to ponder. If nothing else, a little introspection can go a long way. So thank you guys for tuning in. I apologize for uh, me not being 100%. Tried to power through as best I could. I apologize for some of the intermittent coughing lapses in there. But um, we're going to keep rolling. I appreciate you guys. And I will talk to you all very soon.